Hey, it's Natasha. And Khalil. And we are the co-hosts of Woke and Free. Thank you, thank you, thank you for tuning in to our 83rd episode of Woke and Free. If you've been tuning in every week for Woke and Free Wednesday, you know that Woke and Free is all about being real and honest with each other and you. We talk about everything and anything that's important to us, you, the world, and nothing is off the table. This week, we're talking all about why feminist filmmaking matters with special guest Kelly Ann Rivera. But before we dive deep into the subject, couple of questions to ask you. First, have you subscribed to Woken Free via email or iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or any of the other platforms that we're on? If not, please go to WokenFree.com and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe away. Next, have you shared an episode with friends and family? If not... Guys, feminist filmmaking matters. If you don't even know what that is, then you totally should share it and spread the word because A, we greatly appreciate it, but B, spreading positivity is what will make this world a better place. So please play a part of that. True that. (laughs) Thanks. Next, have you hollered at us on social media? If you have breaking news, if you have ideas for collaboration, if you just want to holler at us, feel free to reach us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or even YouTube at Woken Free. And then also, have you reviewed our show? Like, have you given a full-on review of the show on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, or any of the other platforms we're on? Again, go to WokenFree.com and you can totally give us your honest feedback. And again, we would greatly appreciate your support of the show. So as I mentioned earlier, we have a special guest, Kellyanne Rivera, and to kind of get the set the stage right for it, I think it's important that we talk a little bit about who she is. So she is a feminist filmmaker with a passion for storytelling. She recently graduated from film studies and plans to go on to graduate school to study women, gender, and sexuality studies. She owns her own business as an Arbonne independent consultant and negotiating her way through life with self-growth and meditation. And I'm also proud to say that we're big fans of Kellyanne because she's also the director of film production for Long Island Girl Talk. Woohoo! So now that you know that, I think you're going to be extra excited to hear our conversation with her and, and definitely join the conversation. Each week, we like to share a little bit about us before we dive into the topic for the episode. Last week, we shared what would you rather listen to on your commute, an audiobook or a podcast? This week we're sharing what is your guilty pleasure when it comes to food. Mm. Mm. That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I recently, um, so I just did a seven-day cleanse with um, Arbon, and so I decided to go like full vegan with it, and so I kind of really enjoyed not having meat for those seven days. So I decided to go longer and then my dad was like hey can you like order us some peruvian food and i'm like oh they got some great chicken and then Mm. i ate the chicken so that is definitely my guilty Mm. pleasure um but i I definitely do want to be like a vegetarian one day but i broke my i guess it was 10 days i went without meat but you know i tried (laughs) but my guilty pleasure is definitely definitely. sushi sushi i i will give my arm and a leg for sushi that's interesting i should share wow. this video i share i looked at on facebook yeah. it cured me of my uh <laughs> affinity for sushi it was <gasps> the most horrifying no. thing i've ever seen no please don't please don't please don't <laughs> <laughs> 
don't ruin it for you. Sad, All right. Yes, please don't ruin it for me. Ooh. Oh, okay. Uh God. I mean, food itself, I find to be a guilty pleasure. <laughs> but... All right. Especially that okra. Yep. Oh, Jesus. I mean, let's good, keep it. PC. Good pomegranate juice. No, no, no. I'd rather not vomit in my mouth. Thank you very much. Uh, I guess my my baddest guilty pleasure is kind of cliche-ish. So uh, hold your judgment and your stereotypes to yourself. But it would definitely fall within fried chicken, uh, mac and cheese, watermelon. All yeah. Well, I, watermelon's not bad for you. Okay, uh, like I mean, really like sweet a, iced tea, like the Chinese store bad, yeah. one. Anything yeah, anything that's bad for you and has uh, no value. Soda for sure. Yeah. Coca Cola for sure. Uh, cream soda, specifically Jamaican cream soda. Anything number one though. Uh, my number one thing that I love, I mean, because I, I, in my mind, I've rationalized that I need it when I'm sick, which is Coca-Cola. Oh, so okay. <laughs> that'd be my number one. Yeah. Which I know causes cancers guys, <laughs> but <laughs> I know I get it, but not that I'm not that I'm officially saying that. Of course not. Uh, I don't know the, the medical you don't know the research information behind that, to go into but that I, I have been told that drinking Coca-Cola is not Maybe the best for you. Then. That could be enough. Does Coca Cola? I'd rather not defame the company. Uh, Thank you, Khalil. But we could, or we can, <laughs> we can uncover the truth, and maybe it's just a misnomer. Maybe, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's what's funny about well, it. Well, how about we keep it broad? What is the real health effect of uh, soda? <laughs> yeah. We'll keep it like that. All okay, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't say a brand specifically. Yeah. Because there's other drinks out there. Exactly. How about you? Mine is the number one. Definitely has to be McDonald's French fries. Ooh, good I, It's hard for me to because mm. when I think of a guilty pleasure, I think of something where somebody offers it to you and you're not going to take it because you mm. know it's bad for you. But McDonald's fries when they're hot, it's all like I don't sure. know. I've never and actually salty. Oh. I don't think I've ever ever <clears throat> denied that. I've denied every other thing. I've denied yeah. desserts, but I haven't de- denied like hot french fries mm, from mcdonald's that's <laughs> those, those ones specifically i mean technically i don't know if i've denied checkers either like i like those <laughs> fries so those fries come in at the top so you're just like a fry man maybe yeah nice nice that's nice, my nice. guilty pleasure i would say and juicy. i'd have to say yeah definitely Vitty the fries nice. the fries Vitty get nice. me those get me clearly a healthy household we live in uh. Yeah. At least you mentioned watermelon, though. You thought that was a guilty pleasure. That was a good pleasure. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, then because there's all this commentary about like too much fruit is bad for you. It's like it's so hard sometimes with the nutritional standpoint. Yeah, too of much life. of anything is bad for you. Yeah. That's not anything. Well, with that, I think we could mosey on down to the subject for today, which is all about feminist filmmaking and you as a feminist filmmaker. So first question out of the gate would be, how did you become a filmmaker in the first place? How did I personally become a filmmaker? Yeah. What's, how did you kind of make that journey your own? Um, so I've kind of been, I've been a creative kid my whole life. So I, I grew up and I always loved having attention. I loved performing. So I started out dancing and singing in talent shows. And then I really got into YouTube once I um, got into my preteens and, and early teenagers. And at the time, like making your own music video was, was super huge back then. At least like um, maybe about almost eight years ago it was. And I was like, wow, this actually looks like a lot of fun. You could pick whatever song that you want and you could just make it your own and I had decided you know what I 
really want to try this. I want to sit down. I want to make my own video. I have no idea how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to try. So I stole my mom's camera. That thing was like ancient. I have no idea how it works, but I recorded myself. I made a music video to like a Miley Cyrus song, something super old. And I sat down <laughs> and I I figured out how to edit it. I didn't watch any videos. There wasn't even like, I don't even think YouTube was big on tutorials back then because now you can really search up anything on YouTube. Like my dad now, every time he's like, I need to fix something in my car. He watches a YouTube video and boom, he, he fixes it. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't, it wasn't really like that then. And when, uh, like when I was like 14. And so I, I figured it out on my own and, and I completely was like, whoa, this is, so much fun and I fell in love with it and and when I showed my family and I watched their reaction and how much they loved it and how proud of me they were I was like wow this this I feel, like in my heart I instantly knew I'm like wow this is it I I finally found what it is that I want to do and and I mean it was really great for my parents because now I was just cooped up in the house making videos and on my computer instead of going out and partying I mean lucky them um <laughs> So that's all I, that's basically what I spent my entire, my entire high school experience doing. I was home making, making YouTube videos basically. And um, I was like, you know, I really want to go to college for this and I want to learn how to make a movie. That's, that's gotta be my end goal. And now I'm a college graduate and I just graduated college with my film degree. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Now, what is feminist filmmaking all about and why is there a need for it? So for me, feminist filmmaking is, so I know that I have a story to tell, whatever it may be. And there's so many different aspects to feminism and, um, and so many, I guess, things that me as a feminist or different feminists want to say or let the world know. And, and I know that as a filmmaker, as a and specifically a feminist filmmaker, that it's so important that even though I want to tell, you know, this these all of these creative stories that I, that I have in my head about either it be love or heartbreak or friendship, <laughs> excuse me, that they need to have um, a feminist undertone to it. So I can have a story about love, but it's uh, it's a strong female lead who essentially doesn't need anyone to help her or it's fighting uh, a, a bigger fight uh, of something like of that. So right now um, I'm working on my like debut film that I was working on for my thesis. And even though it's about friendship and um, the underlining tone is um, navigating your way through life as a woman and as a strong woman. So I always knew that, that whenever I make, or tell stories that I want to always have a feminist underline to it that every woman of any ethnicity, of any race, of any culture could take away from it. Now, do you believe the average person really understands what is a feminist? And if if not, how, if you could make a PSA, what would you say to America or the world as to what is a feminist and, and you know why people need to understand it and maybe not even fear it um so i definitely don't think everyone knows what a feminist is um i know it's it's sort of like at least for for me and and who i like grew up around 
that it's kind of a taboo. So whenever you find one and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm a feminist too, you're like, oh, my gosh, there's someone else out there. Because for me, most of my feminist, I guess, community is mostly online. It's not really in my personal life, mostly. Um, So it shouldn't be feared only because all we want is equality in every aspect. So not just for, you know, men and women, it's also for Latinos and for the black community and um, for the LGBT plus community. So we, we fight for everyone who isn't, isn't on or isn't, uh, uh, I can't think of the word, um, represented or supported or, yeah. represented or yeah exactly represented or supported well so for every single part of history it's always been the white man <laughs> as, as funny as it sounds but um that's what all of history is you know uh people of color and people of different ethnicities and cultures and the lgbt plus q lgbtq plus community aren't very represented the biggest challenges you face as a feminist filmmaker? The biggest challenges I say I would face is, well, one, um, being a colored feminist filmmaker, I am a Latina. And so it's kind of difficult to get, you know, my voice out there and wanting to tell a story of, you know, hardships. Um, and and even to be taken seriously as a woman i have i've written basically an entire paper for women in film and even though i i had already known that filmmaking is a white dominant male white dominated industry i'm still shocked to learn how much of it is just male dominated and women aren't really given the chance to enter into the realms of like editing and 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 um cinematography and directing so it's all mostly male obviously but for for females in it's mostly women who are doing like the producing because they're the ones that are putting their foot into start projects but then men are given the, the the director's role and it's usually women who are also doing what else are they doing uh the producer no something else but mostly mostly producing and when it comes to filmmaking it's actually docu more documentary style films than narrative films which are usually given to men okay gotcha okay and, you know, when you think about how the world is today, how different would this world be if more people identified as feminists and or there were more feminists in positions of power, especially when it comes to like media and, and television film? As I feel like it's biased to say that like the world would most definitely be a better place if everyone was just feminist because not everyone understands or even agrees that women have always been put down and, and individuals of color and, and things of that nature. I had even spoken to a, a guy who 
didn't believe that there was a a pay gap for for men and women in 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 jobs and wow. even though I tried to show it to him he was like well you know google isn't really an accurate answer and so I was like but where else do you get your information now it's, it's the internet so um what about those stories that it was like stories <laughs> that came out where I remember the I forgot with that one movie actress where she was good getting like a hundred thousand dollars versus and then uh, Matt Damon was getting like two million yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. It was something where yeah. she was getting no, she was getting like twenty eight thousand dollars. It was something, something like really thousands and, then and he, he was got in the millions like millions to come and it was back. like yeah. It's a yeah, yeah. So there's it's, like there's stories in the news about that. Like there's evidence besides just like something an article somebody wrote randomly. There's like Every Real year there's information that. and there's also right. people who are sharing their salary information now yeah. too. And I, and I, and even to that point that this person wasn't even open-minded to accept the information that I was giving him that I didn't even bother anymore. I was like, you know what? I'm just not even, after a while you kind of, you kind of feel defeated as a feminist. I feel defeated all the time that no one's able, not no one, but, there are people who are unable to view the same things I do. So this person wasn't willing to accept that there is a pay gap in, 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 in industries, even though I was giving him the information. But, and then you guys automatically just at a blink, we were like, yeah, but this person said this and this person said that, this person said this, just to know that yeah. that yeah. information is out there. So I'm not just making stuff up or, or anything. <laughs> yeah. and I'm not and I'm not just sounding like a, a crazy feminist who is trying to look for attention. Like this stuff is real, whether or not you want to accept it or not. Um, so that's definitely one of the hardest things, especially or, you know, it's hard to have conversations with, I guess, men mostly uh, who aren't just willing to. Uh, accept what it is that's true, I guess. Um, is it, gotcha. But is it really a fact or an opinion is basically like the the argument. Like, is it my opinion or mm -hmm, is it a fact? Mm -hmm. You are listening to Woken Free. Woken Free. Woken Free. Woken Free. A podcast that is real and honest. What are you working on now? So I am currently working on my first short film it's actually debuting in uh may about the first week in may um i'm waiting for a date from my professor to tell us when like we have like a a, a film festival for the school every year so it's going to premiere then and i'm also going to be putting it on venmo for people to see so that's that's definitely uh the the largest platform i'm going to be putting it on okay do you want to share a little bit about the project and, and what the film was about? Oh, sure. So it is about a, a college, uh, college student named Sienna who has put all of her well-being into this one girl. And she kind of looks at her for everything in her life. She always needs a bit of help from her until she's completely removed herself from the equation and just takes like a little, little vacation for, for a few days and she leaves this girl basically stranded on her own. And so she has to navigate her life for those few days. And that's when she kind of finds herself basically. So 
it's kind of a story of of growth and finding yourself and I had written it because I was kind of in that situation um emotionally and so I kind of wanted to write a story that felt really close to home so that I can kind of like patent it in my head and in my heart and then just like toss it away into the wind like this is how I felt I am I guess how do you say time capsulizing it I guess is a term I wanted to like put it as a time capsule like documenting the moment yeah not Mm -hmm. document this point in my life and then just toss it away like a dove in 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 the wings like fly away see you later so that's I'm so excited I am um and almost in final edits right now and it's I'm like getting more and more excited that it's it's actually a story that I wrote and it's now on the screen and it looks so good and I feel like people are going to enjoy it and I hope they do even you know slightly nervous but um, I don't know. I feel like I'm like oh, you know what? I did a good job with this. This is this is going to be good. Mm-hmm. I have faith that people will enjoy it. Awesome! Very exciting. Okay, so uh, definitely make you share that you know all updates with us so we can keep Woken Free Nation apprised, uh, and that Ooh. anyone wants to come out can see it in Long Island or they can go online, like you're saying, and see it there. So that's very cool. Now, just to switch gears a little bit more um just about like kind of change in policy if you could change any one thing in hollywood of either for television or film what would that change be um it would definitely be that women and you know all women like women of color of lgbtq community of necessarily like everyone would would be given the chance i mean uh, the Oscars are like, like the the top dog of film. So if you make it to the Oscars and it's like then you've <laughs> then you've made it. So I want to see more. <clears throat> Sorry, Mm-mm. I want to see more women of color, women of of from every background at the Oscars. <laughs> And that given more chances to make creative films. How has politics affected the feminist landscape, do you think? Oh, well, having Donald Trump as our president has kind of defeated us. I mean, you have a <laughs> sexist, racist man as our president. And I, I'm, it's going to be three years that he's been in presidency. And I genuinely still can't believe that he is our president. I feel like I'm living in a dream where I just look at the You mean a nightmare. (laughs) Yeah, it's a nightmare, absolutely. I look at Twitter and I look on the news and I just watch this man on a podium and I'm like, he's actually our president. Like, they actually voted for this man and I I still don't know how. I still can't believe it. Honestly, I still can't believe it. like I, I'm waiting for the fourth year I'm waiting for 2020 for someone else to run I don't care who it is at this point I mean I do but you know what I mean someone other than Donald yeah. Trump please but it's unfortunately that whenever um, someone is president they usually get two terms and I can't I can't have five more years of this man <laughs> I really I I remember I I didn't even watch the elections because I was just so 
nervous. And when I woke up the next morning to find out that he had won, I just I just started crying. Yep, I was like, oh, okay. This, wow, really? This, yeah, I was like, oh, this sucks. Yeah, and a lot of people. It wasn't just me. <laughs> so many people were posting videos of themselves crying on Instagram. I'm like, oh, I feel you. This, this is the worst. But, oh, no, Bernie Sanders is going to be running in 2020. And I'm like, I got you, man. You you were I'm voting for him. I know. <laughs> we actually should do an episode on the political uh uh, like the the landscape and uh, predictions, because that's interesting. So you th- you think Bernie has a good chance? Um, I don't know as much faith as I have in him, okay. and as much of a good man that I think he is. I he you know Donald Trump won once, and those who usually win usually get a double you know two terms. And mm-hmm. I, as much as I hate to say, I feel like he will. Um, not if I can help it, you know, not if I'm like, everybody, go vote, go vote. <laughs> this, this is the presidential election, go vote. Um, but, yeah, you know, it makes me sound like, I don't know, my heart hurts just saying that. Yeah, but, um, you know. It's interesting. And it, and it, I, I completely, I mean, I think we agree with you that, you know, I think, you know, the thing about being a feminist, uh, I definitely, uh, like you, identify as a feminist. And the, the challenge is it's a journey, right? It's not really a destination. And so, so much of what being a feminist is, is educating the world. It's educating ourselves on how we can be better feminists and how we can support our community uh, of all, of all designations of all races, of all genders, uh, uh, and all, all orientations. But it's it's a process, right? Because being a feminist isn't like necessarily like the beginning of time kind of standpoint. Man and mm-hmm. womanhood and, you know, things like that have stood for so long. So we have to kind of go up a hill <laughs> when it comes yeah. to sharing what this journey Stretching is. But that I think hill that people like yourself are on our back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but but it's important to have people like yourself who are making film and who are trying to depict feminism in the the body of work that you do, and I think that's probably the best way to get across to the masses because people's time attention is too short, right? After two seconds, mm-hmm. they're like, "What?" Right? Thanks. But if you show them something funny, if you show them something interesting, you can get them, right? So hopefully. Yeah will continue to just make more content and, and prove the value of why not only feminism is needed, but, you know, Latina feminism, right? Like having women of color who are feminists. So I guess the next question and the last question really would be, you know, what would you say is next for you as a feminist, as a filmmaker, as a, a young person? Shout out to Long Island Girl Talk. Kellyanne is also the director of production for Long Island Girl talk so she is producing and, and creating all sorts of content so what's next for you and what's the best way for people to connect with you so what is next for me is um, I plan to of course work on more films this summer um, I actually have a script about um, a personal experience with my spinal cord injury that happened last year and the whole dramatics uh, that's a whole nother story <laughs> of my life mm-hmm. um, and I'm actually Uh, I'm actually going to graduate school for women, gender, and sexuality studies because even though, you know, filmmaking is, you know, one of my passions, so is feminism, and I want to get a higher education with it. I feel like I'll make more of an impact in the world with this education of of getting a higher degree um, with this, even though you don't, you know, absolutely have to as a feminist. Um, but I feel like this is something that I need to do. I, I, you know, I feel it in my heart 
this is like and I and I'm looking forward to it so much like I even know the first day of school it's like August 27th and I'm like oh I can't wait for the first day of school it's August 27th like I can't wait um so those are the next two things that are happening for me I'm also trying to enter my scripts into writing contests enter my poetry into writing contests like I'm trying to get my name out there as well you know with with my writing which is another passion of mine those are my three biggest passions um so that's mostly mm-hmm. what I'm doing. I'm working on projects. I'm working on my personal development. That's kind of been my biggest thing right now, working on my physical health and working on my feminism. And that's about it. Awesome. So development, uh, self-improvement, and growth. That's uh, that's what we all should have in store for us, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so very inspiring and congratulations on the graduate degree that's really great that you know you're Thank investing you. in yourself and your future and uh hopefully woken free nation if you are thinking about this as a possibility for yourself and you have questions for kelly we'll make sure to include her contact information on the episode at wokenfree.com and uh oh but does she want to give any of her yeah kelly if you actually. have do you want to give any contact information specifically sure. as well? so instagram is T-H-E-F-E-M-I-N-I-S-T-B-O-R-I-Q-U-A. Pretty long, I know. And Twitter is The Feminist Body. T-H-E-F-E-M-I-N-I-S-T-M-O-R-I. Those are basically my like top uh, social media platforms that I use. I also have a Facebook under my name, but also the Feminist Booty Glot as well, spelled the same way as Instagram. Perfect. Awesome. So yeah, definitely, guys, Welcome Free Nation, get in touch with her. If you're interested in collaborating, talking about projects, talking about your own feminist journey, you know, definitely share that in the comments. Definitely reach out to Kelly. I think she's a really great Kellyanne. She's a really great resource. And uh, with that, Kelly, we just thank you for sharing your story. And definitely, we can't also wait for you to share uh, kind of more about the health journey that you've been on, because I think that, yeah, that's another really wonderful opportunity to inspire and motivate uh, so many people. So, uh, you know, that that's really exciting to hear that you're going to be working on a project related to that as well. Thank you so much for having me, guys. This was so much fun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. We are at that time again. It is coming of the end of our 83rd episode of Woke and Free. Oh, man. Wowzers. <laughs> that was quite the episode talking all about why feminist filmmaking matters with special guest Kellyanne Rivera. Will I leave you hanging for what our next episode will be about? Drum roll, please. On our next episode, we will be discussing what is the Us movie all about? So make sure you follow us on social media to follow along in the conversation and make sure you tune in next week for Woken Free Wednesday to join the conversation at WokenFree.com. <laughs> Good voices, guys. <laughs> Good voices. <laughs> We're having a little bit of an audio <laughs> dance <laughs> with ourselves It's an there. experimentation. <laughs> it's experimenting. <laughs> I would do something, but Miss Thing is trademarking it, so I won't. But... <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, right. <laughs>
If you want to be a guest on the show, please submit a topic for an upcoming episode or share how you feel on our Contact Us page at WokenFree.com. That is W-O-K-E-N-F-R-E-E.com. Again, we are super active on social media. Always feel free to hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at WokenFree. And if you'd like to sponsor an upcoming episode or talk to us about a sponsorship deal, always feel free to reach us on our Contact Us page at WokenFree.com. If you didn't already subscribe, please do share the episode and make sure you come back to join the conversation every Wednesday for Woken Free Wednesdays. Remember, Woken Free is more than a podcast. It is a way of life. Until next time.